What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Middleton Technologies Maximo. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. Welcome back, everybody, to another week of Rideshare Rodeo. Uh, this week, I've got a piece for you guys. I've got an interview in here. Um, some of the upcoming weeks, I'm going to have some pieces, but I'm also going to do some old school rodeo news like we used to do. Um, not used to do. I've, I've thrown it in here and there and stuff, but there's. I'll make sure that when the story's big enough, that's kind of how I'll play it. Um, so if I have to trim back something or, um, well, we'll just kind of, as we always have here, we'll just kind of play it, play it as it goes. Um, but before I jump into this piece today, I do want to talk about something that happened. Um, so last Friday, well, even going back a couple weeks prior, if you guys remember, I was talking about um, up in Washington, Uber, Lyft, the Teamsters, and the city had come to an agreement on pay and structure, but it wasn't passed into law. Well, on Friday, Governor uh, Inslee up in Washington State uh, signed into law Uber Lyft driver pay guarantee. Okay, so... Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna quickly run through what it gives you because it's gonna sound too good to be true in the beginning, and there's a reason for that. So we'll come back around to that. So, if you guys remember, in September of 2020, up in Seattle, um, the dri- the ri- the drivers for rideshare were given a dollar thirty eight per mile and fifty nine cents. Per minute with a minimum trip of 517. Kind of the same thing we saw in New York City a couple years back when they did the, you know, you'll get 27 an hour. That includes expenses, tolls, blah, 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 blah. But really, when you broke it all down, you were coming out lower. And what happened with that, the surges and the multipliers and the games, as I call them, that we all hate to play. However, without playing them, you can't earn these days like they're used to I, I gotta tell you guys that years ago there used to be a way to to ju- earn just as much without playing the games now they've kind of made it where you got to play the games if you want to earn um so okay so but those with those games comes nights like where surge will go even even a even a flat surge will go pretty high multiplier can get pretty up there so with a dollar thirty-eight per mile and fifty-nine cents per minute and a five seventeen per trip minimum in the Seattle area, now they've passed for the rest of the state a um, dollar seventeen per mile for Uber and Lyft, 
$0.34 per minute with a minimum pay of $3 per trip. So that excludes the SeaTac area, which is Seattle-Tacoma. If you guys know that area pretty well, uh, Washington State, Seattle-Tacoma, like basically Seattle goes almost all the way up to Vancouver. I mean, it's like it has town names, but it's kind of outskirts Seattle. Um, So almost all the way up to Canada. Not not quite, but Seattle-Tacoma area is about 70% of the population of the state of Washington. So that's covered probably under most of that Seattle pay. Here's the problem with all of this, though, you guys. It's Because, again, I'm sure to everybody it sounds great. And I've even talked about just a dollar a mile would be a good thing. But that was given... When I said that, that was under circumstances where I believed there also needed to be surge and those kind of things. Not... Not games, not dynamic pricing, not things like that. Just a dollar a mile on any given day. However, um, the surge and all that would have to remain in place. What we saw in New York City a couple of years ago was that surge and and uh, flat surge and uh, multiplier, all that just kind of went away. If anything, on nights that it would be four times, let's say, on a multiplier, five times sometimes, um, with weather or whatever, you're not seeing it go above, or you didn't see it go above like, you know, oh, there's a 1.5 surge on. So to the veteran drivers, this isn't going to sound that good. This is going to sound great to onboarding drivers, and it'll probably keep them around a little longer before they quit. So, you know, the, the onboarding rate for Uber and Lyft has always been, let's keep three times as many drivers as we need in any given city. Well, that is slowed down to where to a model where they can't now. They're not getting as many drivers. So what do they do? They do things like this to incentivize the drivers who are working to stay with it, stick with it on the platform. You can see these rates are good. Things will come around. That doesn't mean you're getting the amount of rides and a bunch of other things. But also, as we learned from the New York situation, when you give to the people who are sitting on the couch at home, um, waiting for a trip... And I know there's active time and not active time, and who knows how they'll break that down, but it's still this still does matter. We saw it play out in New York City. So when you have to give people a, a you know a minimum sixteen dollars an hour, let's say, or you know whatever it is, you know, like how they did it in New York after all the expenses and stuff had to be that. You're letting them, the ones who really either just work a couple. Um, do a couple dashes, a couple rideshare rides, something a day um, for a little extra money. Um, and people who just kind of completely cherry pick, and I know most of us do, especially on the eating platforms, but you know, to you're just giving those people incentive to do it even more. And what where does that money come from when none of these when none of the gig companies make any money at all? Okay. They're get some are getting closer, but we've been saying that for years. I've been saying that since I started this podcast two years ago, and I've been saying that since I started uh, UberLiftDrivers.com five years ago. And I have articles going back five years saying how they're so close to profit. Okay, none of them have seen a profit. So (laughs) here we are, and it's five years later, and they can still have all the excuses they want or that's around the corner. But, um, you know, bottom line is they're not going to be taking it out of like Uber and Lyft aren't going to put out more money to drivers to make up for this. What they end up doing is taking from the veteran drivers 
who know when to earn and how to earn and how to hit the surges and have been through and are experienced and know how to do this, they're taking away from that earning ability and giving it to the people who aren't really working. Um, I know some people would argue that, well, I am really working and I'm just not making enough. You know, I've always said if you can't make enough on a platform, pivot, you know, get over to another platform, try it out for a while. Maybe the platform that you like is Uber, let's say, Uber Rideshare, and you pivot to either Lyft or you pivot to another type, Instacart. Well, I won't use Instacart, Shipped, DoorDash, whatever, you know, you, you curry, whatever you want to, you, you, you pivot to something else. Um, you might come, you might find that you can come back to Uber and it, and the pricing is a little better. They do have their times where they come up and down and they have their bad swings, but just to sit on there and make nothing next to nothing and then fight to have that raise to a minimum makes it, makes what this platform, makes what these platforms are about Actually, you know, it, it it goes against it. Go, it it basically is the opposite of the business model. Now, do we like the way these businesses operate? No, but if you got if if you dove into the core of any corporation or business, you're probably not going to like the way they operate. Most of most corporations and businesses do things that if you really got down to the nitty gritty about it. You know, they're, you know, they try as hard as they can to not be green friendly. They try as hard as they can to not pay wages. They try as hard as they can to, because in the end, even those people, the CEOs, the people on that level have people, have stockholders to report to. And what do the stockholders want? Do you think they want stories and how the drivers are doing? Or do you just think they want a check of a profit and no words at all? Because that is what they want. They just want a check and a profit. So the CEOs have to report to those people, and all they want is a check. Okay, they don't want any stories, you know. And so there's a lot of PR swings all the time, like this, making it sound like this is a big win. I don't see this as a big win. Uber will just shift money from their top earners down to their bottom earners. And I'm not if you're a, if you're somebody that falls into a bottom earner category, I'm not saying you're not working hard enough. I'm just saying it might be time to pivot. You might live in an area that's not great for this. And you might be talking to somebody in the same city as you who lives on the other side of the city who tells you they do great. So find new honey holes, find new fishing holes, um, find find new places to go and try and do the gig work you're doing on the platform you like. If not, onboard to another platform and try it. Um, I don't think the answer lies in trying to fight these platforms because these type of answers, you're gonna if you if you don't remember the New York story from a couple years ago, I w- we'll follow this one real close. This just happened Friday, you know. I kind of wondered a couple weeks back, and I was putting that out there, and a lot of people were wondering why I was wondering. Well, here it is. This is exactly kind of what I thought was happening, and it's you know it's a version of AB five Prop twenty two kind of thing without having to go through so much money. Um, It's a version of what New York tried, which failed. It's a version of... um, We're we're just going to follow this real close, because this is going to crash and burn. This is not going to work. And again, when you have to do this, you lose the veteran drivers, or at least a, a good handful of them. They're not coming back. And I know that very... 
specifically to rideshare, people are sick of dirty, nasty cars and rideshare drivers who don't know what they're doing. There is always going to be new rideshare drivers, but it shouldn't be a constant, okay, here's the next batch of new drivers. Let's get let's push the the rates down and all the old ones will leave. You need veteran workers as much as you need new drivers because you need to keep that image up. I mean, you don't want the image to be that nobody knows what they're doing. Um they haven't been through it a few times. They, you know, you, you don't want everybody being a newbie in a company that does what, 8 million rides a day. It's 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 just or or whatever it is. It's just baffling to me. Um, but you know, if if when states put up a fight like this, this is what happens. And even the state knows money's just being shifted around. You know, I mean, it's it's doing what <laughs> it's actually doing what our government always talks about, but never does. You know, it's taken from the the top earners and given it to the bottom earners. Okay, so we always talk about the 1% should have to pay higher taxes and stuff. Well, they don't want to. And and I guess it's a little bit different of a contrast, but I mean, our government can never make that happen. Every every person that runs always says that that's that's always on both sides platform. We're going to get we're going to tax the 1%. Okay, you never do. You never do anything. Um but here in the blue collar world, they're making that happen. And that just can't work. I mean, a lot of these people bust their humps. And I was around and onboarded with Uber and Lyft when they called it the hustle. Okay? And that's how I think of it, the hustle. And there's a lot of non-hustlers out there. So I know my listeners to the podcast and stuff, I know you all are hustlers. Because I know you all have, I mean, I talk to a lot of you. I've emailed with lots of you. I communicate with you guys and, uh, you know, it's, you guys all hustle. You guys are wanting to learn new things or you're just listening to me in the car, uh, whatever, you know, but we need to, we need to stop doing these type, these type laws. And whenever you see these popping up, let me know, let other people know, cause we have other people we can let know too. And these are the kind of things that need to get shut down quickly. They sound very pretty. Um, they sound all packaged up nice and wow, what great rates. But in the end, a person who w- was making a less might make a little more. But the people who have been doing as well as you can on these platforms, because there's a max on how good you can do these days. You know, it's like you can only get up to so much an hour. You need to learn a market and then you can figure out what that market's max kind of is. Once you do that, well, that max is now going to drop in, in Washington State. And we will follow that. I'll give you, in a month, I'll tell you, we'll do a comparison of what you know the top dollar was. And the coolest part about this, though, is that this was done in Seattle and in Washington State where Solo started. Now Solo's in two cities in Florida. They're still in Seattle, and they do all their own analytics. And I know the CEO. We've had him on the podcast before. And... uh I'm going to be checking in with him on this because I'm going to see, because he'll know, you know, like exactly what has happened to rates in a month. Um, So this will be a a story I'm following. This is, this is big. You guys Um, always go to uberliftdrivers.com and check out everything we got up there. And if you, if you guys ever want to reach out, by the way, um, I used to use an older email. I've been trying to make sure I say it during the podcast every week. 
Uh, you can reach me at steve at rodeo.com. Steve at rodeo.com. You can just send me an email saying hello. You can send me an email saying a question that you would like answered on the show. Um, you could send me anything you want. Um, something that happened to you. Um, uh, you know, uh, an incident that you were curious if it was, if it played out correctly. And I can't say that I have every answer, but I'll have insights for sure. Um, so yeah, make sure you hit me up, steve at rideshare Now, before we jump into the piece, piece with uh, Dash Theory TV, John out of Phoenix, um, I want to talk to you guys about Maximo. How many of you listened to the podcast last week with the Maximo Roundtable? How many of you have used the driver utility helper or Maximo or FlexAlert? They all come from Middleton Technologies. That's middletontech.com. And in the show notes, you can find a link to download any of their apps. Maximo gives you a free 15-day trial. Um, The DUH, the driver utility helper, works directly with DoorDash. And um, that one uh, you pay for out of the box, but... You make up for it in one, you know, probably two, two deliveries, and you've paid for it that month. So, and and the and the perks are just huge. I mean, these are these are set. You you can tweak the settings to be exactly what you want. What kind of rides you're looking for? Distance, pay, everything. I mean, there's Gary and I were talking. There's thousands of filters in these apps. So, again, check out the show notes. Make sure you check out these apps. They're great apps, guys. Uh, Middleton Technology Apps, Maximo, Driver Utility Helper, a.k.a. DUH, and FlexAlert. So, I'm going to bring on John, and I'll come back on the other side. I am happy to have uh, Dash Theory TV, John. And I think you're you're in, I want to say Phoenix, right? I know it's Arizona. Correct. Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix? Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, you're in yeah. Phoenix. Um, I know because he's. I thought it was weird because he's in the area that the time to zone doesn't change. Correct, correct. <laughs> I wish mine did that, and I hate year. that. I hate that. Um, that's just a weird thing to me, though. That like the time zone doesn't change for just Definitely you guys, was. but everybody else it does change for. So it's, it's just got to be because I I would love it not to change. But so so get this: yeah. the other thing that happens here is it time doesn't change everywhere in Arizona, but except for the Navajo Reservation. They somehow have time change there. So imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't even know why we do it. It just always screws me up. So, um, <laughs> but, um, okay. So getting into a little bit of your history. So pre DoorDash, gig economy, right. any of that stuff, what, what were you doing before that, before you did make that move to here? So, yeah, yeah. Prior to getting to the gig economy, I was uh, in the call center management. So like I worked at a, a retail call center, did the QA team. So like the uh, the team that says, you know, listen, when, when you hear it, when you call a call center and they say your call may be monitored or recorded, mm-hmm. the call gets recorded and my team listened to those calls. So yeah. I was in there for like 10 years. And then the beginning of 2020, our call center got shut down and everybody there got laid off. So, you know, kind of made a quick transition going into the, uh, of course, the pandemic happened right after that. And then so, yeah. Going into, so, uh, so I was just going to ask you. That. So, okay, so it had nothing to do with the pandemic. Technically, you, no, because, but yes, yeah, so as well, because at that time, especially at the beginning of it, we didn't know a lot of stuff about, you know, right. uh, 
as how stuff traveled and working in close spaces, everybody was still adapted. And so call centers being that they're very clustered, uh, they started hiring and then they stopped. Right. Yeah. Just when you said before, I was like, wait, so they, so this was already planned to shut down and then on top of it, the pandemic. Yeah. So, so oh, that yeah. immediately made you jump to what, what can I do while we're all in lockdown the cares act mm-hmm. and all this. And you're like, well, I guess the gig economy and. Yeah. Luckily and, I had kind of gotten into it a little bit before that, but uh, okay. no okay. more than six months before that I just kind of started picking up DoorDash part time. Okay. So you're already on DoorDash. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm correct, I looked into what platforms you've worked in, um, we'll go through it and I just wanted I just want to list them but then we'll go through it in an order. All right. But DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, Shipped, Corner Shop. Did I miss one? I do I've done Instacart and that, you know, it's very hit and miss just how Instacart <laughs> is. So, I'll throw that in there and then the other one is a uh, Point Pickup. Same okay. thing. I've done Point Pickup, hit and miss, but, you know, I, you still do you still do Instacart? Uh, occasionally, like I, I turn it on and if I see something, right. I'll take it, but it's very rarely I see something worth taking. Right. Exactly. Um, that's why I saw, yeah, we'll get to that part, but with your shipped, um, cause, cause John and I do shipped and I see high faith, high dasher pass. Hi, hi, uh, Tony driven pass. dad. I, I see all you guys in here. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so John and I both do shipped and we both like it. I know a lot of you guys ask me all the time, like, you know, you'll say, are you still doing shipped? Or they'll ask me on the radio show that I do on Friday. Are you still doing shipped? Like, it's almost like sure. they're waiting for it to fail for me. Cause these are some people who in their markets did shipped. It worked for a minute or two. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Oh, that was just bloated while they were saturating the market. They don't pay anything. Yeah. I happen to believe it's, it's more than just the market. I think that, you know, it's, I think it's, I think it's your market. I think it's your uh, how much marketing money went into your market from said company. You know, like some, yeah. sometimes, like you and I, like we're in the mountain region. You know, mm-hmm. and maybe shipped put more money into that because they have more target locations or something. You know, I don't know. I haven't looked could, into that part, but I'm assuming that's why. With some of them, could, sometimes yeah. it's just market. You know, like Uber's everywhere. Some right, markets right. just don't compare to others. But I think with something like shipped. Yeah, I think that has to go definitely because Target is a big part of ship. And I know in my yeah. area in Phoenix, there's because uh, there's a, probably a Target. I'm within probably seven to ten miles of two different Targets. I'm about one a mile away from another, and probably yeah, three. Exactly. Honestly, I'm ten miles from. Yeah, so yeah, definitely more Targets out here. So because see you know, more I mean, marketing money going into it. Yeah, and people told me like, well, these people have to pay subscription fees, so you're never going to mm-hmm. get tipped. I found the opposite. I found that people who were paying right. subscriptions love to tip. That's, that's like, what I found as, as well. As long as you give me great service, I'll tip. Because I find that I see the tip, I see the money, I take it, and I literally just poach one target by my house. I go there. Oh yeah, same here. And I and I'll have three offers, and I pick one, and I do it. Go, oh yeah. Go yeah. do it. Come back, and I come back, and there's more. There's just always offers right there. And see, so, I think the other thing about Target specifically is, uh, especially with people trying to get more shipped orders. Is it that I see most offers from Target versus like the other grocery stores in the area? So, and I'd much rather shop at Target on a shipped app where it's got oh, yeah. the labels of the of the, of I mean, the like, aisles. Literally, literally like yeah. everything is so spelled out for you that it's it's it just it simple. Easy to go in yeah, and out. simple. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I have people who tell me that they've worked both. Um, mm-hmm. I have my audio podcast that's been going for two years, and the website's been going for five. But on the audio podcast side. Everybody challenged me because I've done a ton of rideshare. 
I've done the the food delivery apps. I've done Curry. I've done you know I do all these offset apps. However, I haven't I hadn't done Instacart, and I had been thinking about Shipt. And everybody was giving me like you've done all these other ones, all my audio listeners, and they're like, but you haven't done Instacart. You have to do it. I'm like, but Instacart sucks. I hear it from everybody. That one's not even yeah. a market to market. It just sucks. They're like, so you're not going to do it. I'm like, I am going to do it. I'm like, I'll, you know, fine, I'll do it. I'll do an Instacart shipped challenge. And I did it for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And during How that two weeks, that? yeah, I had, uh, I mean, this was, this was around, I, I was noticing, I think it was December 5th that you made mm-hmm. your first shipped video. Mm-hmm. So when I was oh, thinking about, then, yeah. when I was thinking about that, it had to be about a week. I mean, literally within, it's odd, within like five days, I started right a two week challenge yeah. right it was before christmas Probably right in that thanksgiving and christmas period yeah. yeah yeah and so i was like okay i'll try these two and i ran them simultaneously i what i was seeing with instacart wasn't even an offer compared to the shipped offers in fact no. i was like this is weird this I'm, I'm like this is my honeymoon period with this app and you guys don't even have a good order for me out of the gate I think that's the big thing with Instacart is that 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 base pay is just so low and it's on every batch that's that same and they try to two and three batches on one seven eight dollar base pay versus you know ship at least it's variable depending on you know the distance you have to drive the size of the order the number of the items and all that other stuff which yeah. makes a lot more sense to me and it's hard to hard to go to Instacart after you see that on shipped yeah I know and then to know too that you know they now they stack those I know that they oh, yeah. you know I'm not the I know people that are Instacart, they can break it apart like I can Uber and Lyft. However, mm-hmm. I know that um, with Instacart, they do that stacking thing now where they take a really low ball order and try and put it in with a decent tip order so that you come out a little less than pathetic. They take something barely decent and put it in with complete crap. So you end up with still crap. I think, yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's this the complete crap orders are the ones that kind of ruin Instacart for everybody. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I don't know how these people tell me. I and then when I was doing the challenge, so I did probably you know a hundred, let's say shipped or fifty shipped in this two weeks or whatever. I did three or two or three Instacarts, and that was it. And those I even took against my will, just because I couldn't find any to take. I just took some that even I as I took them, I'm like. I guess I'll take this one because I got to have something to compare it to. Yeah. It wasn't like I was seeing something. I'm like, there's a good one. Those wasn't even the case. I never, ever had a good one. Well, that's the thing on Instacart for me, like what I would call a good order is just a small order, you know, three items and the customer tips, you know, a couple of dollars. So it's basically $12, but you're picking up four or five items. That's a good order on Instacart. Right. You're really still not getting that much. It's more just about, it's a quick in and out. But I don't know how your town is. I'm guessing, again, we're somewhat alike, Phoenix and Denver. So mm-hmm. we're definitely a town that is saturated with bots as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the Insta- some of the towns don't have Instacart bots too heavily that really grab things. But we must still, because I don't see anything good. Anything. I, I would say the same, probably. I, I, I don't know what it looks like. I'll put it this way. I hear about these great Instacart orders and I maybe I've seen maybe one or two that I can really think of compared to any other service. So I'm, I'm sure we have to have bots out here as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, when you were doing uh DoorDash, uh, I was going mm-hmm. back through your videos. I, I it, Hey Lisa. Hey Kim. Hey Mort. Uh, what's up you guys? You guys probably all know John. Um, 
But if not, this hey, is Kim side money plans. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, we're talking about we were talking about a little ship there. But when you were doing DoorDash, mm-hmm. and I was watching the pair of videos, it was funny because I already know I was watching your other videos, and you always do the mathematical. What's up, Hannibal? What's up, Marissa? Uh, you oh, always do oh. the mathematical breakdowns, which I find really cool. You know, you're all, and it, I can tell it's like what I'd be thinking in my head, but you're saying it out loud. Uh-huh. You're like, well, this is this, and, uh, and I like that because I'm like, I'm like, I can relate to that. I'm like, okay, that you know, okay. But when you did the one with Parrot, it was funny to me because you said, uh, what was it? You said, um, you the way you mathematically broke down the para risk assessment, and he ended up still right. sticking with it, which was cool. But he said, yeah. you know, there's a 50 50, what was it? There's a 50 50 chance I'll get deactivated, and then somebody or something, I think it was somebody told you but there's a 50 50 chance that that means nothing. And so you took it down to 25%. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then you did the risk assessment and you broke down how much would you make for the rest of the year without para based on what you had been earning with para and what you Mm -hmm. had been earning on DoorDash without it. And what would you make with para? And then that was how you did your risk assessment. And I thought that was a good way to do it. I mean, we don't even know that one person was ever deactivated. And honestly, we you don't know, think anybody I don't think, ever was. I don't think anybody was. Yeah. yeah. No, not for that reason. There's a couple people who claim they were, but most likely they were deactivated for something else. Because I, we I do that, we yeah. know people who called DoorDash for para support. Yes. And didn't yes. get deactivated. So that alone told us people weren't being deactivated. I agree with um, that. Yeah. The people yeah. let it know that they were using par and yeah, DoorDash yeah. did nothing. What's up, Flex? Um, so yeah, so, uh, but your experience with Paro was good. Yeah. Cause when I yeah. first saw the videos, I'm like, Oh gosh, cause I knew you were coming on tonight and I hadn't seen those. And I was like, we had to miss these. And I had to watch them cause I was like, wait, I need to know what he thought about. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah. Oh, but he liked it. Okay, good. Cause I, it can go the other way too. Um, yes. Yeah. See some videos coming out recently about Para, so you know, might yeah, be looking yeah, back yeah. into it again. Yeah, yeah, we got a, there's a lot of features coming up, and then you can mix it. I, th- I already know you've done this in your video. Um, mm-hmm. Gary's in here right now. You can mix it with DUH, yep, and that's like you know, that's like I, I think I called it double candy to Gary Middleton the other day or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a big DUH user as well. Yeah, I'm always on <laughs> DUH anytime doing DoorDash. Um, so yeah, so. Uh, I saw the video that you put out about a week ago, and it mm-hmm. was the best new app of 2022. Right. Yes. Okay. And and you said corner shop, and so I I want to know because it also said six dollars a mile, and I, so this is kind of a two part question. So okay, okay, I got it. what what makes the what what makes corner shop so great first, but then. Aren't you a little worried that Corner Shop is just doing their Uber rollout until they oversaturate and then it's going to just go to the Uber model? So that's interesting. Good questions. So I'll start with the first one, like what makes Corner Shop so good? Mm-hmm. So the Corner Shop base pay, it's split into two pieces. There's the picking, which is like the shopping and then the delivering. So within that, there's multiple aspects that go into the picking. So uh, you get compensated based on the distance from wherever you accept that order at to the store. So it's like, I don't know, so we'll say 60 or 70 cents per mile there. Then the number of items. So like on an order, it might say, you know, uh, 10 items, but 15 total, you know, kind of the quantity versus the um, the thing that duplicates. So since it's 10 unique items, you get another level of compensation for that. 
Um, the weight of it, it's a little bit smaller, but you get compensated for that as well. Uh, then there's like a two or three dollar base pay on top of that. So there's like three or about six different things you get compensated when it comes to just the, the picking side. So then now you go to the, the delivering side of it, another separate uh, set of compensation factors where, once again, the distance from the store to the customer, uh, I believe there's another base pay there. And I think there's one other factor there. There's fewer, uh, maybe like quantity or something like that as well. Maybe it's item weight. It might be item weight there. Mm-hmm. Um, so between the two, like you typically, I see base pay starting at about $10 on there. Uh, of course, you see that base pay when you accept the order and then kind of like shipped. You don't see the tip until later. Um, typically, I believe it's like six or eight hours later. So a lot of times it's, you know, it's a big, a big amount of time later. So for me, I typically see my tips the next morning. Uh, but those corner shop customers, they tip better uh, compared to my, well, they tip more consistently compared to ship customers. And uh, I would say they tip probably better or close to it. Um and I think that's partly with the Uber model. Like when Uber Eats, how Uber Eats customers sit better than DoorDash customers because at that checkout screen, you know, I think it automates like or um, tells them to tip 20%. And I believe it's that same way on Quarter Shop as well. So kind of all those factors make it a better paying model. Uh, in my area, there's only at Safeways. So uh, luckily I live about a mile from the Safeway so I can kind of get orders from home to get my day started. Okay. The orders aren't as frequent, but, you know, Pretty much most orders that have a high quantity will say come with like your twenty thirty dollar base pay, and then I've consistently at least once or twice a week seen that with the tip turn into forty fifty dollars. So definitely pays pretty good on my opinion. So that's why I think it's a better app, and especially looking at the item quantity. So I think a big corner shop order twenty thirty items. So comparable to ship probably. Okay. Now the second part of that question: Do you I think you know they're kind of pulling that out? They're going to pull the rug from out from under us. I can definitely see that happening. Not sure how soon, though. Right now, I still think that Corner Shop is in its growth phase. So yeah, for sure. There's, there's something I read about where uh, they give out more promos and multipliers. I also think that's good about Corner Shop is the multipliers. Uh, if an order doesn't get picked up, you start to see it kind of rise in price. So uh, they do the 20%, 30% extra, all the way up to like double, I think, because it gets close. So turns like a $10 two-item order to a $20 two-item order. Um, but I digress a little there. So uh, going back to that Uber, uh, I guess that pulled out from the end of the rug, I could see that happening maybe a year or two because if Corner Shop is not saturated, I see the same orders from multiple places around me and longer distances. So I can tell that my town still needs more Corner Shop shoppers. Right. Uh, as they get too many shoppers, I can see them lowering some of those, you know, maybe those, uh, how much you get paid per mile, how much you get paid per item, maybe right. removing some things. Um, but right now, I, th- I think that's probably a year out if it does, just because I think that Uber, as far as the, all the gig companies go, I recently read that, you know, they're becoming profitable. So they're, you know, money's on their mind. So they're 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 going to be scared <laughs> as soon as they can, as soon as they have the, the, the market share to do it, I think. Yeah. I mean, nothing's nothing's out of ever out of reach for what Uber could do in a negative way to us workers. I and mean, we've all seen it. And that's why I wondered a little bit because even in Rideshare, I watched, I mean, from 2015 when I started to now, I have watched that just go, you know, on pay. Because when they were onboarding us then, it was, I could make, at the time I was bartending, I could make as much driving as I could bartending. So. Oh wow! I mean, that's 
to be able to say that is like pretty crazy. I could just drive around, pick people up and not even, I wasn't even worried about tip. I was making so much money. It didn't matter. Um, but yeah, so yeah, yeah. And Lisa says that corner shop, right. Corner shop is not in all markets yet either. Um, but it is starting to, it is starting to be in, in most though. I mean, a couple months ago it was, it was a, that was more of a comment that it's not in all markets, but to be honest, it is starting to be a lot of places now. Yeah, I think it's um, time like, to get those partnerships going. But like John said, I, I don't think they're doing a lot of I don't think they're doing a lot of marketing to bring you into corner shop. They're just kind of hoping that like because mm-hmm. I think they've they've learned from past some past mistakes. Obviously, they don't care about us drivers too much, but I mean they've learned that well, we don't need to advertise to oversaturate the market. It slowly will just oversaturate. It's mm-hmm. a word of mouth thing. It will just happen. People who get pissed at Instacart or the other app, they're going to come to a corner shop. So we will just get saturated. We don't um, something new. Which is probably the best angle to take because then, like you were saying, it's going to give you a year or so before it is oversaturated. Um, right. Do they have the customers yet? Like if you if you didn't turn on any other apps, and this might not apply to maybe your house, like where mm-hmm. you live, and you were just if you were just there, but is is there like an area that you could go park and get corner shop through the day. And even though if they're not back to back, that you could make a day of corner shop. So that's one thing I actually am going to be testing out here in the near future. So I, so I think there's certain parts of town where they have customers and we in Arizona and Phoenix, uh, the one area where I think they probably do is near the Arizona state university campus. So okay. that just happens to be one area where um, that's like probably 10 Tempe. miles away from where I live. Yeah. Tempe. Exactly. Okay. And every now and then when the evening comes, I get, I see orders come from that store. In the daytime, I don't see that there. Um, so I'm thinking about going there one day and trying to test it out. just that I don't usually drive in that area, but right. I do see they have a, a pretty decent quantity of orders coming from that store. And then there's one other part of town kind of in the, the Chandler, Arizona area, but there's a couple of different Safeways. So I can kind of find an area, maybe equidistant from two different Safeways and try to do that same thing. So I'm not sure. I think they may be in certain mar- in certain areas of town, but not in my, uh, I guess, my home area, for lack of better terms. So, like, in, in your home area, what's the most you- corner shops you've taken in a day? Uh, I think four or five. Probably okay, four so or that's, five. That's, I mean, that's pretty good. I was, I was wondering where their customers were. Like, are they, you know, are they, are, have they built the customer base? Because they have the database, but I know that corner shop came from Peru, mm-hmm. I think. So, I think what they're doing for, and this is just me kind of guessing a little bit, but with the corner shop, you can technically order it through the Uber Eats app. So I think that's where they're trying to get their customers from. I'm guessing maybe emailing some of those customers or trying to advertise, hey, get your groceries delivered with Uber Eats or with Uber, uh, or maybe even with their new Uber One membership. So the people who are maybe paying for that, try mm-hmm. to advertise to those customers to say, hey, you're already paying for this membership. You get discounts on ride share get discounts on food delivery. Why not get it on groceries as well? So that's where I'm kind of just guessing right now. So one thing I saw in one of your videos, I got to go back to shipped. You just reminded me of something that one thing I saw in your videos that I didn't even know. And I don't know if it still applies because I think this is from one of your December videos or January, Mm -hmm. but it was that you get a free, uh, you get free ship deliveries. Yes. I think that's still, I don't even know. I didn't even know that. So yeah, Why do I not, did I not read? Did I not read the packet well enough or something? Was it? <laughs> well, they they hide it. They hide it, and they're these you know under hub. They're hub full of so much information in there. 
Right. You know, it, I, sometimes I just go in there. I'm like, hey, I wonder about this. And I find out something new, like about using our using your own phone number to get the gas points and stuff. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, within their hub, with their all their different benefits. Um, yeah. Getting free, a free shipped membership. If you use your shipped email that you do for a uh, ship delivery, if you sign up for the ship service with that, it's free. Yeah. That's awesome. And, yeah. and that's, and that's pretty, that's another awesome thing that um, I was telling some other people too, is that it's crazy that shipped is the only one that I know of that allows you to do what you were just yeah. speaking of and use your phone number for the points. So yeah, I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's that's Amazing. huge. That can be huge. I mean, I mean, because of that, anytime I see like a big grocery store order, I tend to kind of, ah, I'm probably going to take this. I want those, you know, because it could be two hundred fifty hundred dollars. Like, yeah, it's like thirty cents off my next gallon or my next right. uh, fill up. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. But again, they don't tell people. Or I feel like, I mean, yes, you can go search it out. But it's like you know they should Very tell there. people this stuff. These are these aren't little just gimmick promos like we're used to That's and we don't like to see. Point, yeah. yeah, these are like real promos that people would go. This is good. Yeah, like I want good. this. Um, so you did so that video from a week ago, and then you did a video today mm-hmm. of the best app combo for 2022. And right. It, and it's shipped corner shop and Uber Eats. Not to hey, what's up, Arturo? Yeah. What's up, drone? What's up, Bud Soda? And, and yeah. unfortunately, even with Uber Eats in my market still hiding, you know, locations. So it's like I'm still it's it's unfortunate they hide the locations, but those customers tip the best in my market. So it's like it's if I'm doing DoorDash only, I'm seeing a bunch of six fifties, you know, and then I turn on Uber Eats, I'm seeing ten, twelve, sixteen dollar, you know, doubles. I'm like, it's hard not to take those, especially when they're going especially if I can, you know, get a nice cherry going, you know, four miles or less, especially. Yeah. So what, what is your target when you, when you do things like this, what is your target money that you try and make in a day? So, or, or like my, hours or wh- however you break it down. I don't know how you break it down. So, I, so my target is usually like a daily goal, uh, 150 mm-hmm. plus. Um, I, you know, that's the, I, anything above that is great, but really 200 is like my, I guess my, I say 150 is like my B 200 is my A plus. Okay. So anything between 150 and two is where I'm looking forward to say, okay, this is, this is something I want to keep at. Right. Um, and then probably an hourly, anything above 25 an hour, that's solid to me. So that, that's kind yeah, of my yeah. goals from an hourly yeah. rate from doing something for like a short period of time. So you're saying you want 150 to, to 200, but you're not one of those people pulling 15 hours to make it happen. You're doing this in eight hours. Yeah. Eight to 10 max, you know, and maybe yeah. it's two shifts split up in two, five hour shifts, but eight to 10 max. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how I I was too. I don't like to. Uh, what's up, Pedro? Um, I don't like. I don't. I don't like to uh, push the hours too much because then it, I, I don't know. I I know that maybe I'm getting older, or else these some of these other people are getting younger. I don't know. But I, I watch some of younger. their. I mean, I watch I watch uh, Bud Soda, for example. I don't know if you know who Bud Soda is, but that guy works 24 hours a day and never sleeps. I think he's I a robot. I think he's yeah, a robot or something. I mean, that's, I can't, I've, I've thought about some of those, you know, I've watched two was it, I think, uh, more finance just did like a hundred hour week. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try, might try to do a 12 hour day maybe, but, uh, a yeah, week, I yeah. don't know about that. Cause it, it does, it does start to wear in. You got to take you time. You gotta, I agree you know, I, sometimes I just, sometimes people butt heads with me on this one, but I, as somebody who's older than some of these people, I just know that with time you will appreciate what I'm saying here today. <laughs> that oh, yeah. take that time that for balance. yourself. Take you know, 
take I mean, take I'd, a, I'd rather take work seven, six hour days than, you know, three 12 hour days or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so to sh- like, how do you and I tell people who are, who say ship sucks, first of all, who have never done it uh-huh. and just say it to the people who have maybe like tried it once and they're like, Instacart's better. And maybe in their market it is. I just highly doubt it. I know Instacart yeah, sucks everywhere. I, so it, I wonder that that would be like an adventure to go on to see where this market Instacart is great. It's like a yeah, golden I, ticket. I don't know. So, but I mean, like, so how would you and I, and, and we're not, you and I have no sponsorship by ship, but how would mm-hmm. we sell people to go to ship? Because I think that a lot of, I think for all the people who try all apps, it's one you need to try. Right. So I, I think the first thing I would say is that, um, there's, there's a learning curve with ship. You know, I think Instacart, it puts all the information in front of your face, you know, mm-hmm. the low base pay, but also the tip. Whereas with shipped, you, you, you see the base pay up front, but you don't see the tip until after that delivery is complete. But if you choose well, especially if you have a target, if you use some of those, you know, tricks with the um, using your phone number to shop, you can kind of identify the orders that are more likely to tip. You know, the, the customer, like you said, the shipped customers that, I have the membership. If they're not a prepay, if it's not a prepay order, it's more likely to have a tip in my experience because it's more likely to be a shipped customer. Right. Um, even looking for some of the shipped, um, just bigger base pay orders. One thing I've noticed in that most recent uh, pay change they did is that they they tell you you know the amount that they expect the order to pay, the amount of items on there. But when you look at it, if it has more clothes on it or if there's items from different sections, like, you know, there's grocery, there's cleaning supplies, there's baby stuff, you also get more compensation on that. So just kind of learning how to read some of those offer cards, how to find the better paying orders, the more likely tip orders and trying to go for those. And then maybe those are tier one and they kind of make it like a tier two of saying, okay, maybe these ones that are all grocery orders. In my experience, all grocery orders tend to tip a little bit more because they're it's groceries. That's something that I think people do across the board, whether it be, well, I can't say Instacart, but on most across the board, on more other apps. <laughs> so I yeah. kind of make a tier list of like, okay, let's try these orders and then kind of expand what you're willing to do on that platform. That's what I found around Christmas too. Christmas when I was doing that cha- that Instacart ship challenge. And I'll be honest, I went in with a bad taste in my mouth about both. And I didn't really know much about ship, but I knew a lot about Instacart. <laughs> And having worked all these other apps and everything I'd heard from the people I'd heard them from, not just rumor mill type people, but people who were telling me, no, Instacart sucks. I was planning on making a couple videos by the end of it called Insta shit, that they were both <laughs> yeah. going to be bad, but I was kind of blown away by shipped. And I know it was around the holidays. And then some people were telling me, well, that's only because it's the holidays. And a little bit of that buzz wore off. But to be honest, I was, I was crushing it with tips and I still do well with tips, but there were things like, you know, people were like, you were saying the, the different sections, like people were asking for like, you know, like a Lego set or something mm-hmm. and you get there and, and not only is the one they want gone, the whole rack is gone, but there's like oh, one yeah. other big $130 Lego set. That's the same price as the one they want. And I was doing that extra step that most people won't take and communicating like you should yeah. with your customers. And I was taking a picture and saying they're out of everything. And it showed the whole aisle. And, you know, all the racks empty and I'd be like, all oh, the big kids are up, but they do have one left of this. And the person be like, get it. And so yes. I, and I would just get that instead. And then I'd get like a 50, $60 tip. 
Oh yeah, I, I'm saying that's the other thing. You know, I feel like shipped customers, and maybe this kind of goes back to the um, the stereotype, for lack of better terms, between Walmart customers versus Target customers. That you know, Target customers they they have a little bit more money, they're willing, a little bit more uh, willing to work with you, they're a little bit less demanding, um, but a little bit more reasonable. Maybe that's where I'm looking for. So, and you yeah, can I, and you can get a lot more help at a Target than a Walmart too. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that's. The I mean, other tra- thing I tracking saying. somebody down that's going to actually help you at a Walmart—it's pretty tough. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The Target, especially—you know—they'll go in the back because apparently everything's <laughs> in the back. Right. So that, but I, I mean, honestly, like I—I just—I'm trying to tell people, you know, I'm not trying to s- oversell it. Like, you need to do this and use this referral code. It's not like that. I'm just telling people who work all the apps, like all these, like all these people in the room. Like, we mm-hmm. all do many apps. I'm just trying to tell you, if you don't do shipped, you're missing out on something right now. Well, I said the other thing about shipped, and I don't know if this is in your market, but the bonuses, you know, yeah, the um, whether it be for prescription, all the different types of deliveries. Number one, so they get and they break those bonuses out by the types of deliveries. So, like, yeah, I was I at first, I was just, I was just pay, shooting yeah. them all off to the side because I just wanted to work and see my screen, and I was, exactly. and I from from my experience with other apps. I hate the game. So I would see him come up those little things at the bottom. I'm just like, get out of my way. And I wouldn't even look at them. Mm-hmm. And this was probably like the first month and I'm still making good money. But then after the new year, I started looking at him. I'm like, wait, I should have been doing this. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the same thing here. I mean, I don't know how long I, I probably did ship for a month before I started even looking at, okay, wait a second. I can get this bonus. Oh, wow. I should have been doing this the whole time. So yeah, I mean, look at so this per uh, Insanity's in Vegas, and she's on. I didn't even know Ship had a waiting list. Oh yeah, well, Ship is uh, interesting because I was on the waiting list initially. I think, but I was only there for like maybe two to three weeks. But I think that's the other thing. You know, that waiting list also kind of shows that Ship is a little bit. Um, I would say a little bit more exclusive, but once you're on, you know, they don't. They try to prevent oversaturation. Of right. course, during the holidays and you know the busier times of the year, I think they let anybody on. But if you kind of sign up at a, a slow time of the year, you might have to wait a little bit. And, I, and I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the slow onboarding as well. I think that like Grubhub did it before the pandemic, and I think it worked uh-huh. really well for them. I think that when the pandemic hit, it that kind of backfired because there needed to be like all these other like like DoorDash and Uber Eats had, you know, they had 10 times too many drivers. And then the pandemic oh, wow. hit and it was like, oh, we have the right amount of drivers now. And Grubhub had been doing that slow onboarding and it's like, we can't, we can't keep up. And so Grubhub felt their model fell apart a little bit. And so that's kind of luckily how I got onto Grubhub is because of that. I was on the waiting list for a while. Yeah. 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 I mean, but I mean, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually for waiting lists because I'd much rather be put on a waiting list and told we have a lot of drivers in your area right now. As soon as, as soon as there's, as soon as there's room, we'll bring you on kind of thing, because that's telling me that even though they're looking for their bottom line, obviously, first and foremost, they're also somewhat looking out for me because they don't want to bring me on the platform and not have any work for me. Right. I I think that's good for them because they also kind of keep their drivers happier too, to keep you more uh, still likely to stay on the platform versus, you know, hopping off a ship. Like I think I'm sure a lot of people have with Instacart. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen, I mean, like, you know, I see people, do inst- Instacart, and then I see them go do other things, and then they go back to Instacart, though. Everybody always is like, well, it's doing good again now. And I feel like Instacart is just the most manipulative app in the world. I mean, people say Uber and the others are manipulative. 
Instacart is manipulative as, as they come. I mean, they'll make you not make, they'll make sure you're not making any money. Yeah. I, I feel like that there's, especially with the law and the bots are not, you know, not I mean, I, I, I saw when problem. I was telling you, I couldn't even find one to take. I was seeing 62 items, 4.4 miles from the store to deliver it and $7, no tip. Oh yeah. I think you I posted can, one on Instagram know, I, like I, a month ago, like 185 I, items for $7 and no tip. I mean, that's just who, if you do that, the time alone on the sh- on the shopping, just the time that you've wasted. I mean that the whole trip there for 180 items is going to be an hour and a half to two hours, at least. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that blows my gonna... mind about it. Yeah, they don't they don't have any variable base pay. That just blows my mind how that doesn't factor in for them. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. I mean it's, um, but yeah. Um, le- before I move ahead, any let me see if uh, any of these. Co- questions here were relative to <laughs> Gary Middleton says he likes stats. You know, that's how I get all my, that's, you know, that's one of the things that kind of, if it weren't for driver's utility helper, uh, there would be a lot of content I would be unable to make without them having the, the ability to download the stats from there. So yeah, shout out to Middleton for that. Yeah. Shout out to Middleton for a lot. I did a, a Maximo roundtable yesterday with some uh, Maximo drivers. That was really good too. And if you guys haven't watched that, check it out. Because uh, if you do ride share or Grubhub or Uber Eats, you probably should have Maximo too. Yeah, um, <laughs> I use Maximo as well. See, Bud Soda working 24 hours a day. And he says, I need to work more, not less laughing out loud. That's not laughing, dude. You work all the time. I can get up at four in the morning. You're working. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, you're, you're beast. I mean, it's awesome, dude. And I have the utmost respect for you. And I know you're going for your hundred thousand dollar goal this year, but don't kill yourself, man. Don't kill yourself for it. It's not worth it. <laughs> man, that's that's crazy. Um, let's see what else we got here. Shipped um, in Syracuse market. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't say anything about for shipped guys. Like if 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 anybody has a question or your market sucks for shipped, please put in there um like what what sucks about it. Cause I would love to if I can field something or if John can, I would love to like knock that out a little bit for you. Cause again, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying ship's the only one. You guys know me, I love curry. Um, I have a, a good base of curry here, but shipped is what I do on my off time. I mean, I can just I can count on it. And that was something I was going to say too, is that like a lot of apps, I don't know how you feel about this, John, but a lot of apps, you, it's so dynamic in the pay that even if you work every Tuesday from like, let's, I schedule myself out because I have my son and other things going on that I have to juggle. So if I, if I say, okay, every Tuesday I work from eight to five. Okay. And then I'm working, let's say any of the other apps, I might make a hundred dollars. I might make three. I don't know. But with shipped, I feel like it's pretty stable. Like pretty, you can get you can get it down to a system. If you work this on Tuesday, that you can get it down to a system of okay, I'm making twenty five to twenty seven an hour. Break it down however you want, but I think that you can get into a zone where it's not like, well, I make between ten and twenty five an hour. Yeah, I don't know; I it, feel, it varies. Yeah. I feel like shipped. So I will say this: it does depend a little bit on your rating. If you get a one rating or something like that, then it can tank you a little bit. But as long as, uh, especially now though, 
they have the instant rating forgiveness thing where they forgive your lowest rating. It makes it a lot better to be more consistent or keep that consistency. Absolutely. But I I love that about it. I love that. I know that I can go work that eight hour day and make never less than 20 an hour. Never. Yeah. At least again, again, this is my Denver market and John's talking about his Phoenix market. We can't talk to you about your markets because we don't know, but in our markets, it seems kind of the same. It seems like we, both see a steady pay. And if that's something that you guys like, I do. I know that I don't like to go out and think, fingers crossed, I'm, you know, I hope it's a $250 day, not a hundred dollar day. You know, shipped is a good option for that because it does keep you in a zone where I think that if you start to kind of schedule out how you work it, you'll 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 get in a pattern quick where you can make consistent money. That- yeah, I agree with that. I feel like with shipped, there's there's kind of um like waves in the sense that there's like that morning wave, mm-hmm. the afternoon is kind of a little bit flatter, but then there's that evening after work, everybody's getting all the groceries for dinner, et cetera. Yep. And uh, yeah, if you kind of, depending on how you work your day, I feel like if you do those consistent times when it, you're going to make the consistent amount as well. Yeah. So for me, you know, I'd like, you know, at 6am or whatever I wake up, I usually see that first set of orders between like, we'll say nine and 11, nine and noon. And then that three to eight is the other, like I said, consistent area. Yeah, consistently between the three and eight, if I take orders every hour there, easy to make. I would say easy, but consistently can make that $75 to $100 in that time period. Yeah, yeah. About $20 an hour, yeah. I agree with that. What's up, UDM? How are you? Hey, um, UDM. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so what other apps, are there? are there apps out there that interest you that you're, that you're looking into, like a curry. I'm not saying curry, but like spark. So there's there's probably is there, is, is there two or three, that... yeah, yeah. That I'm interested in, but I haven't signed up for actually I'll probably say four. No, if I could probably keep going on if I think about it too long. So I'll name the, the four that come to the top of my head Spark, Dumpling, GoPuff, and then Curry, because I've heard you mention it a couple times now. Yeah. But those four. <laughs> um Spark I signed up for probably I want to say late last year. But I was um, there when I looked it up where the Walmarts that have Spark available, the one that's near me doesn't have it. So I'd have to kind of drive out of my way to go to that. So I kind of stopped the sign up process for that one. Right. Um, looking into GoPuff, I met at an Applebee's pickup. I met a good guy who uh, drives for GoPuff who mentioned that during the day, that's like what his main uh, thing is, is GoPuff. And it was interesting because he said it's more like a, uh, how can I describe it? Said it's similar to a W two, not a W two, because you're like at the warehouse. They the orders are just through GoPuff, and they send you to the drop off locations. And uh, I guess there's a couple different warehouses around Phoenix. So okay, so that kind of got me interested in learning about that, you know. And that but that's around that time I was heavily into shipped, and then I discovered Corner Shop. So right. GoPuff <laughs> keeps moving down the list. <laughs> so what does what I mean? We I don't have I don't have the ability of GoPuff yet. Oddly, mm-hmm. um, what what are you doing on GoPuff that you're not doing on these other ones? So GoPuff, I would say, is very similar to say shipped in the sense that um, you know it's delivering. I won't say groceries, but it's more like a convenience store delivery, I guess. But everything is from the central lo- centrally located warehouse. So you're kind of waiting. You're going out. You're coming back to the warehouse. So versus say ship, you don't have to do the shopping, you know, sounds right. like maybe the, uh, the order is prepared for you at the warehouse. And then pretty much all you got to do is deliver it. There's a guy I watched, I seen uh rookie riches, another gig tuber does go okay. puff. 
And uh, he from his videos, looks like they have bonuses as well. So it doesn't look like a that bad of a of a of a service. But the only the drawback, I guess, in my opinion, is kind of the freedom. You have to schedule blocks and you have to kind of be there. That's the other thing that kind of makes it kind of like a W two. Is that so? It's more like an Amazon flex. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, like you're taking a you're taking kind of a batch, not just yeah, an right. order, and you're having to now you have to complete all of this. Right, you have to complete all of that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but I think it's like one delivery at a time, though, versus you know going out and having you know three or four or ten deliveries in your car at once. So. Oh, really? Okay. So so they the keep so they the keep you the whole time too. Okay, because I like those. Right. I like the apps that let you go and you can you're going to get eight hours of pay, and if you finish in five, right? Because if they're going to make if they're going to be on that W two line. I think uh-huh. that should be the case that, you know, fine, but, you know, make it that I'm getting eight hours of pay. And if I finish in six, I'm still getting that. my eight, you know? Yeah, I mean, don't punish you from being efficient. Right. Because it sounds like to me, like GoPuff, if you're going to do it, you would you would not be able to be working, multi-apping. Exactly. So that's why I think that's the other thing that's kind of drawn me away from that is the, the inability or taking away that ability to multi but check out John's channel um, if you haven't already. Make sure you subscribe. And uh, I want to thank John for being here. I know that uh, in seven minutes, UDM is having uh, Gary Middleton on. And I even want oh. to see this. I, I'm, I'm I all over see, that's this. A, I want to go I like check UDM this out. Castle. I like UDM. I mean, I like uh, Middleton's products. So yeah, yeah. that sounds like yeah. a, this one is gonna I'm going to This is going to be a fun conversation. So everybody in this chat, make sure that you go over and check that out too, because that's going to be cool. Um but uh, yeah, check out John's channel. Um, I knew of him. I'd seen him here and there, but I really have been diving in before we did this tonight to his stuff. And it's, it's, it's great content, John. And I hope you keep it up because I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't watch everybody's channels. Now, maybe I'm a little more in sync with you right now because you're so into ship. And so am I, and we kind of, I kind of think the same way that you do when you're breaking it down. So I'm like, okay, this is some, some stuff I need to watch. So I'm glad you watch. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I've been getting, I've been getting into it, man. So, um, yeah. Uh, check out John and you guys go check out UDM. John, thank you for joining us tonight and chat. Thank you for thank joining you for us tonight. Me. And, uh, yeah, we'll stay in touch. I will do. All right. Have, have a good a, night. I'll be on the UDM everybody. stream. Peace. All right. So that was dash theory. John from, uh, the desert Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> uh very good guy you guys uh his, his link will be in the show notes make sure to check if you if you if you're on youtube and not just listening to audio podcasts uh but if you're on youtube too first of all make sure you subscribe to rideshare rodeo please even if you're not on youtube much but you listen to the audio podcast just do it to help us get our subscribe numbers up i'd appreciate it but also go check out john he's got a great channel going over there and uh, he's he breaks things down honestly, and uh, he he breaks them down pretty good so that you can really see for what he did, what did he earn, and uh, just some good content over there. Again, guys, download Maximo Rideshare is coming back, and uh, yeah, with Maximo you get uh, filters that will help you filter your Uber, Lyft, um, Uber Eats, and Grubhub. Get the DUH app, guys. Um, it'll help you filter out DoorDash to a level that will make you much happier on working on the DoorDash platform instead of just constantly seeing bad orders. You can set all your parameters to not even have to see them and set up the auto-accept decline. Let, let the apps do the work 
that part of the work for you. You concentrate on driving, picking up passengers or food, and getting it delivered or dropped off to the point where they need to go. Don't worry about the beeps and the bungs and the dings and the dongs and all this stuff that go on in the in the apps. Use Middleton's filters. Get those out of the way. Set the parameters of what you're looking for and what you want to earn and make it happen. Okay, guys, um, you all go out there and have a great week. And I'll see you back here next week on Rodeo.